0: Now, here is your host. Whoa,
1: what's up everybody? Jensen Cummings here. Thank you as always for tuning in. Today's best Serve podcast, 289. Oh, this is a big one. We're talking avoid clumsy online ordering. I think at all sides of the equation, we've felt this through a pandemic a little bit before. This, this wasn't exclusive. It's been exacerbated and accelerate, accelerated through this for sure. And this channel is so important, best served custom, really getting outside of our bubble. Sometimes in restaurants, we get so tunnel vision on the next plate, the next plate, the next table turn. And now we need to really look a little bit more globally, locally, yet globally in the sense that this is becoming more and more a primary tool of communication. So we want to understand those experiences and expectations of the customer. And so we need to actually speak with them. And sometimes when we have you know those butts and seats, we we create kind of an echo chamber and we want to create a feedback loop. And there is a difference. So we're going to really focus on that through this. We've got three guests with us, each of them just going to bring their personal perspectives. To the table, we're going to go down some different rabbit holes because this is really a personal journey. Yes, there are some very specific things. You're going to hear me again and again talking about UX equals steps of service. you got to think about the way that somebody's going to navigate. You've been used to doing that in restaurants, navigating them through, again, being butts and seats. That whole customer journey needs to be understood. And so much of this happening digitally right now. And we need to adopt. We need to get ahead of the curve and uh, not be... Victims of circumstance, which happens so often and is such an unbelievable struggle for restaurants. So nothing but empathy there. And we're hoping there's just a little bit of communication that helps the understanding. All right, there's a lot of babbling for me. I want to bring my guests in one at a time, get a high level understanding what their expectation is. And then again, we're going to dig in deeper and understand. So I want to bring in Ashley first to speak with us. Ashley Oaks Scott here to talk with us a little bit about your personal experience a lot of you want to add ashley into the mix here there we go all right ashley good to see you once again uh had you on before talking marketing i like this because now we're talking about you as as kind of the customer side because you spend a lot of time in restaurants a lot of time eating the food from restaurants at a high level what do you hope? What do you when you get onto a website with the anticipation of ordering food, what are you hoping for that happens or what does not happen for you in that experience in that interaction?
2: Yeah, I think the first thing that I've been noticing especially with COVID, things have changed so much for restaurants. A restaurant that might have been more of a dine in is doing more takeout and delivery now but as a consumer if you're not communicating that to the people that are landing on your website maybe they're a new customer maybe they even have ordered from you before they just don't know what your current situation is so not having that right on your homepage is your first mistake as a restaurant Um, that's the biggest thing that i'm seeing right now and then it's making that choice like obviously to survive right now a lot of people are having to do takeout they're having to do delivery you have to get that Going on the operations side, you have to make sure that you're doing it right because this is going to ruin your reputation if you're not doing that. So that's the first thing. But I mean, going back to my personal experience, I think like the reason that you asked me to come on here is because I commented on one of your posts and telling you about an experience I just had the other week. Um, It's this pizza place that I've dined into a lot. I mean, they don't have the greatest website, but I'm like, they're a mom and pop place. It's fine, you know? now COVID, give them a
1: little bit of leeway right
2: yeah i'm like okay whatever i know that they're small Um, but during covid you know i go to order because they want you to do online ordering and pickup and i'm just like this user experience is so bad i understand that they probably can't afford like a big platform but just thinking about like how can i make this a better experience If I have to work with what I have, the main problem that I had was they didn't list their menu in the correct way. So, you know, they had hold on to that. Oh, yeah. Hold on to
1: that because I want to get into some real specific tactical stuff. The high level. Basically, what I hear you saying is like, I really want to order from you. Please help me help you. I want to spend my money. I have committed to you yet. I'm only going to go so far. And I appreciate that the menu. Ooh, I got a lot of thoughts on the menu. So I appreciate that. I want to bring in a uh, grant now to uh, talk to us a little bit grants as well. Oh, Lottie, you can leave. You can leave uh, everybody up and just add add them as they come. Lottie <laughs> is, is show running for the first time. She's doing an amazing job. We're gonna yes. figure this out. It's a good thing nobody has high expectations for me or this show <laughs> that we just babble on and hopefully get to the point at some point. But appreciate that, Grant. Uh, yes. For you, same thing. High level. We'll get into digging into some of the details. But you go on to a website. You same thing. Actually, all the guests here, most of mm-hmm. the guests that are on custom or because they, you know, I throw questions. All I do is ask questions on social media and get people talking. And you both had great comments. Grant, very technical stuff. So I'm, I'm hoping to get some technical things, but let's <laughs> we'll start from you, right? Yeah. Let's start with you, you know, how do you want to feel as a, as a consumer, as a customer, as a guest, even though it might be just on here or on your laptop? What's your expectation at a high level?
0: Uh, I mean, if the biggest high level expectation that I have is that when I go to your website within two clicks, I need to be on a menu and being able to order two clicks m- max, preferably one, you know, yeah. like here's the online menu click. That's, yeah. I mean, that's just, it, it needs to be as clearly defined as that. Yeah. If I go to your website and I don't clearly see like one button right there, I'm like, eh, maybe I'll go somewhere else.
1: Yep. I completely, completely understand. It. So for Grant, for you, uh, let's we'll get into the technical stuff, but you want, as quickly as possible, it sounds like you just need to understand the expectation uh, for you. I'm coming to your website like not to check out the event you have in two months or like the release of your new menu next week. I'm literally coming right now to order food. And yep. I think you need to anticipate that is the first exchange you might be coming. You might be coming to look at the event that you heard and you saw somebody talking about on Facebook. You might yet make me dig for that. Not ordering food.
0: Right. If yep. so I need to Absolutely. dig
1: one, two, three layers. OK, I like that. So anticipate the origin need of your customer at the moment of coming onto to your website which makes yeah. me think i want to i'm going to say it out loud so i remember talk about later i want to get into it a little bit later but I'm, I'm fascinated the pop-up i used to think it was spammy and like felt kind of ugly to me now i want the pop-up to be like i know whatever comes up in that pop-up is going to be important now i'm going to read it before mm-hmm. i'd be like i don't want your spammy thing you're trying to sell me now i do so yeah. interesting shift there all right last guest want to bring in uh carrie to speak with us a little bit, Carrie. Good to see you. Thank you so much for being on again. All three of you, we uh, interacted on a couple different. I think there were a few different posts that I had out there, really trying to understand UX, understand the expectation of online ordering. Carrie, you as well. Same thing. Kind of had some comments there that just kind of really struck me. So it's again, same question. High level, your expectation, your hopes, wants, or disappointments in kind of that initial interaction when it comes to you going into the online ordering process.
3: Yeah, um, I order food online a lot. My husband and I, especially at the beginning of COVID, wanted to really support restaurants. And so we ended up not doing Blue Apron any longer and funneling that money into like ordering out a couple times a week. Um, So usually when I'm ordering, I'm like, it's right after work, I'm starving. I want to get the order in as quickly as possible. And I just want, I want it to work. I just want it to work. And I can't tell you how many times I've gone to a site added stuff to cart. I'm super excited about that dinner. And then I get to the end and it's like, oh, they're not open or, oh, they're not collect, or, they're- or just it that their online ordering platform is not what they're using anymore. And then I'll find buried somewhere on the site, oh, order Grubhub or or you know, order delivery through Grubhub. And I've been trying to avoid the third party apps because I know how much of a ripoff they are for restaurants. If that's their preference, fine, but just like make that up front and take your other system down. <laughs> So I think that would be my number one is like, I don't want to have to try multiple times through different platforms to order from you. I just want to go to your site and like be able to order, you know, like Grant was saying as quickly as possible.
1: Yeah, Carrie, I want to stay with you because you brought us a couple different things that I think are interesting. And And then I'll come back to the rest of the group here. So one is that you need to think about restaurants. What I hear Carrie saying that I really want you to focus on is like, You have to pay attention to the details of how they're going to interact with you. I want you to think about this. If you've been in a restaurant, worked in a restaurant where they're printing their own paper menus and you get last week's menu and you're looking around, you start to order. They go, what are you ordering? They look at it. They pick it up. They go, oh, sorry. Let me look at everyone else's. Oh, everyone else is okay. They run back to the host stand, freaking out. The the manager runs over the host stand. You see the whole thing going down and it turns out they didn't go and do menu checks. Right. And restaurants are very trying to be on top of that. There's a system in place. Yet online, because it's not inside our four walls, we forget about it. We forget about the menu board outside. So you got to think about it in that way. Your menu, your website, however they first interact with you. Grant wants the menu first. I like it. It's your signage. It's your front door. It needs to be welcoming, inviting, and get them to get in the door to do what you actually want them to do. So I appreciate that. That's one thing I wanted to highlight. Kara, you mentioned Blue Apron. I'm fascinated in that. You made a, a shift in the way that you dine based on this need right now. That is something that I'd want to know as an operator and really, really cultivate. Why did you make that decision beyond like more practically? I know you did it because you want to support restaurants, but it shifted the way that you dine.
3: Yeah, I think, you know, you know, my husband and I, we are big foodies and we love to cook, but we also do love to go out. And then so back in last April, May, when the restaurants were shut down, we were like, well, we still want to support, especially our favorite restaurants that, you know, we we want them to still be here when this is all over. Right. So we would we actually made a list of every restaurant that we wanted to order from at least once, and then like twice a week we would order from you know and we or however we could you know like even if we had to call which is a big thing because I don't like calling and using the phone, Um, but we would we would order and we we did mostly do it to just support the restaurants that we cared about, Um, and we we still probably eat out at least once or twice a week. And we've started to do, you know, you know, as the weather got better, we would do patios and stuff. But um, yeah, that's kind of how that started.
1: That's so good. You said so many things that I like there (laughs) that are so important. You made a list. (laughs) Imagine that you made a list. I think that's so proactive. So smart. I would restaurants, if you can cultivate people making lists of where they want to eat, and you are included in that. Oof, what a win that is. (laughs) Uh, absolutely. And if it allows them to to go to the nucleus of people that they actually give a shit about great And if it expands that a little bit, I love that yeah. the follow- well, I'll say one,
3: one of the things we, one of the reasons one of the things I really liked about the list is part of the reason we did blue apron is just at the end of the day Sometimes the last thing I want to think about is what I'm gonna make yeah. and you know I love to cook but like I don't have time to figure out what I'm going to cook so that's why I liked blue apron was it was like alright Here's three options or whatever and pick one to cook so having the list was really nice because At the end of the day, at the end of workday, we would just say, like, all right, who's up next on the list to order from? Or which ones haven't we gone to yet that we want to try? So I love this.
1: I am calling on all restaurants, (laughs) right? And and all four of us are highly connected. Everybody watching, listening. Every single restaurant needs to make a list of 10 restaurants that people should order from. And only one of them would be them. I want you to make the the 10 restaurants that we as a team would go and dine at, oh, that we do. Because now you're putting what Carrie just mentioned into action and also looking to, the, to support your community. Because, look, if you want people to come to you 10 consecutive times, it's unrealistic. If you they want them to come to you to look to where else to go, then they're always coming to you. This is a, a fundamental opportunity. Other thing that you said, the phone. The only place, the only place that I will pick up the phone and call is Fudwee, my favorite place in Denver. They have two locations, only place. I know my order by heart, right? And I will call. I will not call anywhere else. And so even as a restaurant person, I will only work that hard. And so the reality is like you have to recognize that most people don't want to pick up the phone. It feels clumsy and awkward when 10 other places you can just get on your phone, boom, 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 seven clicks, you know, and you're done. I like that a lot. So I appreciate that. The form in which people are ordering, Ashley, I want to come to you. If it's a phone call story, if you have, if you're expecting um, to be able to put it in through their own portal, third party, like give me an idea of the mechanics of, of what you're willing and uh, taking the time and effort to do to actually order from these restaurants.
2: I mean, it's always nice when um, it's already connected through their website and you don't have to download a whole separate app to order. That's good, um, that can sometimes be annoying because I'm just like, oh my god, once I get into that app, then I have to make an account and then put in my credit card. Um, so the ones that have the login just like right on their website are nice, obviously. Like, it depends on what your POS is, what you've decided to go with. So, that whole connection is kind of hard depending on what the restaurant's already utilizing, but that's definitely my preference. Um, I will call if it's an old school restaurant that just doesn't really have a great website, I'll do it if I love the place, but I definitely prefer that. Um, online ordering through
1: the website. Yeah, I appreciate that. You you mentioned the composition of menus, and I'm gonna we're gonna keep layering more and more stuff on. Then I'll come to Grant. You mentioned the composition of the menus. I want to hear on that because I got some, got a lot of, <laughs> I got a lot of bones to pick with people the way that we organize uh, menus historically in restaurants. Yeah. I want to get your take on this, and then and then maybe riff on what you're talking about.
2: Yeah. So my example was that pizza place, it wasn't just pizza. They had a lot of different things, but they didn't categorize these things. So you had no idea where it was going to land when you're scrolling. And the other thing is they had these huge high res images for every single menu item, which is awesome usually, but like, don't upload, upload high res to your website because a, that's not good for SEO and b like, I just on a mobile phone. Like I can't see what the picture actually is. Cause I couldn't even like scrunch it out, you know, to so I was like, all right, I give up at this point. Like I literally got really frustrated and I was like, I just like can't even order from them at this point. I'm going somewhere else because it was just so frustrating. So, but like categorizing if the app or the, your menu will let you just hyper click to like appetizer salads, like that's so user-friendly. Um, And if you can't just make sure it's in the right order of like how you would dine, like, I'm going to get, you know, my appetizer first, then my salad, then my soup, my main entree, dessert, you know, just make sure it's in that normal order and it's not all over the place.
1: Oh, I appreciate that so much. This, this is big. We have been indoctrinated. We have, we have drank the Kool-Aid on the way that you organize menus in restaurants. There's a whole there's a whole study of like, you look in the center and then you go in this Z pattern. It's like eye following and somebody has tracked people's eye movements and all these different things. That's true. What we've done then now, what's happening now is we've taken the composition of our menus traditionally the way we would organize them. And we have just vertically stacked them into the website. And so it does a couple things. One, there is not the need then for the headers. Like they're just gonna navigate it the way they always have. The reality is they're not looking at it on their laptop. They're looking at it on here. So, it's in a vertical stack. So, that's a huge vulnerability to layer on top of what you have. I want people to make less, have less time to make more choices. That's what I want people to be able to do. It's the point that Grant made. Everybody's made that point. Ashley, what you're talking about now is like, I see two ways to do that. One is you have to recognize what your best items are, and you need to make sure that people can get to those earliest and most often. And the way that I've been suggesting that, it's one of the things the third party apps did really well. They did the best sellers, top sellers. Now I want your menu because I don't want the vulnerability quite of what you talked about because if the number 17 item is your number one item, your best item, the thing that gets people to like become avid fans of yours, I don't want people to have to scroll through 17 items to get to it. I want it to be the first thing. So I've been talking a lot about top fives, grants top fives, boom, it's right there. And you will find 75% of people never scroll past that. You have given them the experience and the expectation they want. And then having those headers of salads and so I appreciate that. Grant, I want to come to you. The that seems top of mind. You don't want to fuck around a lot. You want to get straight to work. I am hungry. Right, I want what I want and I want you, a lot of times I want you to tell me what's good. Like just show me what I need to know and let me make a decision. So with you from that standpoint, I don't know if there's a question, take us there. Cause I know you got <laughs> thoughts on it, take us there. The interaction, more choices in less time.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think you touched on it the most. Um, when you just started talking about it, my mind immediately jumped to something like Uber Eats where the top, they're like the top five things are on there. Um, Cause it, yeah, it's just like I know I'm gonna order, you know, pot stickers anyway. So I, I would rather just be like, click there, it is done, you know. And then maybe if I'm feeling something else, I'll scroll through and look for a little something different. But at the end of the day, it's those top five things are the most popular things, and that's what yeah. people are gonna click on. And I don't and I don't see that a lot outside of the third party apps. You know, even with stuff like I'd love to see it more with people who use like toast toast is like the most popular online thing. Now, you know, um, I eat an owl bear a lot and they have toast, but they could move. Like you said, just highlight five things that are like the most popular things on your menu, you know? And that would be it right there. Instead of having to scroll yeah. all the way down.
1: Yeah. Well, knowing Carl at Owlbear, bear, there'd only be two, <laughs> it'd be mac and cheese and brisket. Yeah, exactly. that's, that's really exactly. I, I think that's good because what you do is you set people at ease. Like there's a lot of anxiety in the interaction. It's why the phone call thing is so uncomfortable. It's like we just want to simple and safe and secure and quick, right? Convenience is absolute, right? You can call people like, oh, like take a little extra time. Don't be lazy. This and that. Why? Why would you expect that when they can get exactly that and a great experience somewhere else? So you have to be understanding the medium and the expectation, but then what you do is you mentioned it you're going to order the pot stickers so just give me the pot stickers like mm-hmm. no barriers to what i want you know what i want why because it's your number one selling item by 20 it's by far so why would you bury it as the number nine item it makes no sense yet if you put me at ease and in 42 seconds i have what i want i was like i i allocated subconsciously three minutes i might mm-hmm. scroll a little bit I might click on that photo that has a drop down that says want to know more that tells the story of the beef noodle, how your family developed this recipe over three generations. You know what I'm ordering on top of my pot stickers? The beef noodle. Because you got me the pot stickers in 42 seconds, and I felt at ease. So I, I really appreciate that. I, I Selfishly, I love that we're all nodding our heads together. So we're definitely on the same page there. Carrie, I want to come to you. And uh, we touched on some really good stuff so far. I want to get maybe one or two more nuggets. Uh, when the two of you and when your, when your husband and you are sitting there thinking about where you're ordering, you have that list. What motivates you? I I could see you going number two, number three, number five. We've ordered some of those places a couple of times. Do you find yourself going, it's just a lot easier to order from number five. Let's go with that. And then they end up getting the repeat business that somebody else could have and missed out on because of that clumsy online ordering process.
3: Yeah. So one of the things that this, this kind of project <laughs> allowed us to do is try a lot of different places at the beginning of quarantine and get a sense for who was doing pickup and delivery, mostly pickup, because we'll usually try to go pick it up if we can, if only to have an excuse to get out of the house. But yeah. um, so it allowed us to really see, like, there there were a bunch of places that we loved to go in person that their food or service, for whatever reason, just did not translate well to pickup. Yeah. Um It was sad when it was like, you know, and we, you know, some of them, like the ones we really loved, we would maybe give them a second shot, but there were just some where like, we're just gonna have to wait till we can go back in person. Um, And then there were others that we hadn't even been to in person that we were able to try that were just like phenomenal for pickup. So over time, we kind of learned what some of our favorites were. One of them was Owl Bear. My husband's a huge barbecue fan. Um, Owl Bear,
1: you get, carl a <laughs> lot of love, all right.
3: But one of the things that Owl Bear does, and this I think might be part of the Toast app that I really like is because we've had, we've figured out our regular spots over time. One of the things that I think Toast does is they'll put, if, if a restaurant is offering specials, that will be the first thing that you see when you go to their menu. And I really like that because, we have eaten out a lot and there are times where I'm like, yes, I love all bears, brisket and mac and cheese, but it like, I go to their site and it's like smoked duck. Hell yeah, I'm ordering that smoked duck. Like, So that's actually been a great way to get exposure to new things at restaurants. And um, I think Dio Mio is another really good one that does a lot of specials. And so I will go to their website sometimes just to see what specials they're offering that day. And that can that can draw me in when I wouldn't maybe have otherwise ordered from them.
1: Oh that's so, so good. I think they've built up familiarity. They're giving you what you want. They're making sure that you have that. and then they're enticing you with something else. And if you know you can always get both, you're more likely to get both, right? Yeah. and And then you get into really, really practical things. like restaurants, that's how you make more money. You know, mm-hmm. we've been trained also on the upsell, right? Some oh, yeah. wants- we've
3: we've gotten hooked on the, like, yeah, like the upsell, like this the the specials have totally. We'll both order our dinner and then be like, all right, let's get this special too because it sounds good. And we'll have it for lunch That's
1: exactly it. You have to recreate the opportunities that you create. Again, when you have butts and seats, the way that we think about steps of service, right? The way that we think about signage on the front door, the way we think about the menu board, if you have a high foot traffic area, same exact thing, the upsell. Somebody orders whiskey and Coke, you get them into bullet. Like you're trying to sell them into something, right? It's something that we do in restaurants. We've been trained on it you have to think about your website. It's the same opportunity. Yeah. I absolutely will buy that that additional item and try two things. I'll get the pot sticker and, yeah. and, and then all of a sudden I spend $72 well, for dinner.
3: Yeah, and I'll get some, like one thing we do a lot actually is, and I think this is a huge opportunity that restaurants are not necessarily taking great advantage of is we both work from home now in COVID, which is new or was new last year. And so we used to go, we both normally work downtown and we would go out to eat at restaurants downtown a lot. Now we're, you know, trying to figure out lunch in the middle of the day. So a lot of times when we order out at night, we will order extra, like I'll get an extra order of fried rice or an extra order of noodles or something purposely to have the next for the next day. So, um, so that's never never anything I've ever done before. So yeah, I'm like a hundred percent being upsold on lunch for tomorrow. And I wish more places took advantage of that and like even called out like, Hey, this reheats great or whatever.
2: Yeah.
1: Carrie, I'll, we'll make sure that you, that you get connected to the last episodes, episode eight of this series. It's called Plating Like a Chef at Home. Really what it's oh. about is understanding how the food is going to travel. And I'm talking about like the two-day sandwich and things like this. Like mm-hmm. think about the expectation of day two of that sandwich. I might make a, a foot-long sandwich and only dress half of it. And the other half is undressed with a ramekin of all of the of the mayonnaise and the vinaigrette or whatever else. And anticipation of exactly what you're talking about, instead of having a a $12 sandwich, I sell you the $18 sandwich, right? And so I think there's something there. Absolutely. All right. I want to come to Ashley and then Grant to to wrap this up. I want to get, I I love this. Now we're getting really tactical. What are some other things that you've seen where you've gotten hooked in, where you're like, ah, missed opportunity, money left on the table, anything that we can be thinking about in this moment?
2: Um, I think I see a lot of the restaurants like they're collecting all this data from these customers that might be long time customers, new customers, and they're not remarketing to them. Um, They're not sending an email after a follow up, even just like, how was your um, how was your meal? Because with takeout and delivery, it's it's hard right now. You know, I know a lot of them don't want to hear that feedback, but wouldn't you rather have them talk to you directly than like go and leave a two star review so i think just the remarketing in the sense of how was it and then hey i'm going to send out an email a week later like here's our friday night special so just you're missing so much free marketing when they don't do that um and they have all that data so why not uh
1: ashley i'm i knew you were going to bring fire to the to the conversation you're cooking with fire 1000 percent. then restaurants If you want to complain about 30% and I get it, it's fucking crazy. Yet it's a marketing platform. I would pay 30% to get a new customer one time, two times, three times. Yet at every interaction, I am trying to remarket to them because I want to have them become my customer, right? And the first thing you do is say, I am so grateful that you would spend one moment or $1 with me and then remarket. The way that you're remarketing now, it's QR stickers on your food, people. QR stickers on your food, take them to a video of you talking about that dish, you talking about your, your story, about you saying I'm grateful. And just so you know, it, it is so yeah. beneficial to us as an independently owned restaurant, as a small yeah. business. If one out of four times or every time you came to us directly, that it made sense in your day that you came in, picked up lunch. So you had lunch and the fried rice the next day. We would be eternally grateful to you. And people might take you up on that. Maybe 22% of people do that from then on. Maybe 63% of people order from you one time like that. That changes the economics. Remarketing is absolutely a huge opportunity that I see there, and it creates a relationship. There needs to be hospitality in all of this, and I so appreciate you touching on that, Ashley. Like I said, I knew you'd be cooking with fire. Uh, Any last thought from you? Maybe one little quick tactic, and then I want to finish with Grant.
2: Oh, sorry. Um, Yeah,
1: for you. That was good.
2: <laughs> I, I, feel like,
1: I feel like there's one more like little nugget we can we can pull from you, Ashley. Anything um, else you like and want to see?
2: Yeah, I mean, every, everything is online right now with everybody being at home. So just even like your social media, like I've noticed so many people have fallen off the map because they've been so busy in their own restaurants trying to figure things out. Yeah. Just getting this like the message out there that we have delivery now, we have online ordering now. Just putting that in your consistent messaging because sometimes when you're in the weeds of things, you forget to even those simple little messages that you need to communicate aren't being said. So it's a guessing game for that customer and it should never be a guessing game. They should be able to find that information right away from you updating your Google maps, updating your website, updating your social media, making sure that everything says the same. Cause like there was a restaurant that their Google maps, their Facebook and their website had totally different hours. And I was like, which one, (laughs) I don't know which one to, to like use. So I think just having that consistent messaging everywhere just makes it so much easier for the customer. And then they're like, that was such a great experience ordering online or even calling them so i'm just gonna do it again because i know it's not going to take up an hour of my day
1: oh yes Ashley please i know it's a pain in the ass do it you have to do it you have to make sure that again the menus are correct everywhere the hours are correct everywhere i, I think so so important all right grant man take us home a little all bit right. Uh, all right any uh, any other thoughts you have any things that you really appreciate anything you're looking for what 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 haven't we touched on
0: um, I feel like Ashley should have gone, last. she definitely brought the fire there, like you said.
1: Yeah, um, I know. We buried the lead a little bit there. <laughs> you got right. this grant.
0: Um, I mean, just to piggyback on what she said, yeah, like consistent messaging is so huge. And that's something that could take you 15 minutes on Monday morning to just be on all of your things and just be like, check, 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 check. Okay, cool. It's good. Um, and the remarketing is a huge missed opportunity, I think. Like, like she said, uh, that info is there. I guarantee things like toast have that built in. I don't know for a fact, but I bet they do, right. you know, where it's like, send a follow up email seven days after someone orders, just to remind them, you know, like, cause maybe there it's the next Thursday and they're like, I can go for some barbecue again, you know, and do that. Um, that's, I like the way you keep bringing it around to like steps of service. And that's like literally the, thank you guys so much for coming. We hope to see you again soon. You know what I mean? Like that you would get if you were at the bar or at a table, you know? Uh, yeah, I think that's it. It's just yep. there's also what Carrie was saying too. Um, the tomorrow's food type thing is a great missed marketing opportunity. I think that's happening out there, and finding the unique avenues. Like people are are packing in Blue Apron to order out twice a week instead. You know what I mean? Like that's a marketing angle that I haven't seen out there. You know, and that would be a great thing to get people onto your website or onto your social media and then yeah, once they're there it yeah, should be sure. once you
1: click you several <laughs> times it's like people and, and maybe everybody echoed this like in restaurants yeah. the customer hasn't gone through all the shit you've gone through they haven't they haven't changed the hours again and again and again and again and again and they just it's so like tattooed to their forehead they're like yeah these are our hours now Yet they, they left out that conversation with their customers, with their guests, with their community. They don't know all the inner workings. And for you to expect them to understand that, it's just, it's not reasonable. That expectation isn't there. And look, you can be pissed off at people that are ordering online, that wanted to order online because that costs you a fee. Order from delivery because that costs you a bigger fee. Want to have it be easy for them. Don't want to work as hard as you want them to work. The reality is convenience will always trump all other things, even when you're in love with the place, you're only going to work that hard. And restaurants, you gotta take your own medicine. We are con- we have always looked for convenience, right? We don't call the farm and say, hey, I wanna prick up all this produce and drive to the farm and pick up the produce. We have somebody deliver that to us. I and heard a- Could call bullshit on us, but you know what? Everybody needs to serve the whole ecosystem. And we have to think about that thoughtfully and make it yeah. easy and simple and accessible for people. Yeah, Grant.
0: Please. Well, I'll just say I had a conversation about third party apps last night with someone who works at a pizza joint. And what she was telling was that, yeah, they take the cut, right? But what does it add? It adds convenience to the consumer. And for some of these places, it widens the availability area massively. Yeah. Like a pizza shop, if they have two drivers, they can only go so far. But with Uber Eats or DoorDash, they can go from Lakewood to Aurora. And yeah. it's like she was saying that they made like, pretty good money last year that they wouldn't have made with these apps because their radius was much, much larger.
1: Yeah, Ashley, I know. I see you unmuting, so I know you got, uh, you got something last to say and then we'll end with that. What, what you gotta understand is like, you have to cultivate the relationships that you have and always, always bet on people in this. I know it just seems like it's easy to get pissed off at people and people don't understand your journey, your plight, all of those things. If you are in the relationship business, if you were in hospitality, you always bet on people. It bites you in the ass all the time. You always bet on people. So create relationships with people. You have an opportunity. Communicate with people. You have an opportunity. You you got to use this more and more. And it feels clumsy because we're face to face. We make things with our hands. You have to communicate with people in anywhere. Meet them where they are. Ashley, yes, Grant I, said it. You got to like take that. us out. What do you got for us?
2: Well, I'm just thinking like a fun idea, like to bring that personality, in is like, why don't you have like a recipe that you do with that delivery? It's like if we're talking about brisket, we keep talking about barbecue. Like, how do you make uh, use the brisket for like an omelet tomorrow? You know, and like let's go. Yeah, so like, cause like I did that one time. I literally like made my own recipe the next morning, and I posted it. And the restaurant took like my video and they reused it, which I'm like awesome. Like, do it, but like. They should be the ones doing it, you know, like that should be a recipe on the bag, like stapled on there. Like, hey, like show us your Instagram video of you like making breakfast with our meats tomorrow after you have some leftovers, you know, something fun like that. And it's just like a viral thing that you can do.
1: Uh, So here's what we're going to do. We're going to turn this into a case study now. I am going to message Carl and I'm going to let Carl know that we want Carrie. Do you like omelets? Would you cook an omelet?
3: uh i actually made kimchi hollandaise brisket benedict yesterday brisket.
1: So here's what's happening i'm gonna get a hold of carl and i'm gonna say carl we had a great conversation you came up multiple times the opportunities came up multiple times for the next day now we want you to make a recipe for brisket omelet and let's see yeah. if he does it and if we can get one restaurant to interact in the way that the four of us just found an opportunity, a white space out there, and they do it, well, then 100,000 restaurants can do it. And that's a million opportunities created. And that's tens of millions of dollars created in just that little butterfly effect of us talking about, about next day, about brisket. Uh, you know, I think it's I think it's really meaningful. So that's what we're going to do coming out of this. This is really great. I appreciate all three of you for being on. I appreciate everybody for tuning in. That is it for today's episode. Once again, this was Best Served Podcast 289. Avoid clumsy online ordering and still create relationships. And the next day, I like the next day. This is super important. We're going to get a brisket omelet out of this. I am committed to that. So thanks to everybody for tuning in. Thanks to the guests. I appreciate you all. Cheers.
0: Thanks for listening to the Best Served Podcast. Subscribe to our show and connect with us on social media at Best Served Podcast. Tune in next week to discover more unsung hospitality heroes.